0: Samhain is first and foremost the name of the month of November in Gaelic, Misna Salna. This then becomes the name for the celebration Iche meaning the night of the month of November, more commonly known now perhaps as Halloween. While some have tried to link the etymology of the word to summer and by extension summer's end, this is likely inaccurate. Summer by Gaelic reckoning ends at the start of August, with Lunasa being called the first month of autumn. This is because it is based on the calculation of the rise or diminishing of daylight. But Samhain and Bieltena are related to the domination of dark and light respectively. However, they are also connected to the cycle of life and death. The meaning of Samhain might relate instead to the name for an assembly, for great assemblies were held at this time especially every seven years for the selection of high kings, for important appointments, for laws and feasting. However, being connected with death, it is also an inauspicious time in many respects. The Tales of Finn Makul has him slay a one-eyed giant who emerges from the Shi every H'haona to burn Tara to the ground. He accomplishes the feat with a magical spear much in the image of Lu slaying the one-eyed giant Balor. Now while some type of fire spirit in the onset of winter may not immediately make sense, We must remember this was the time of year when one would likely start keeping a fire in the home, thus generating an increased danger of house fire. If one accidentally fell asleep, perhaps lulled to sleep, such an accident could happen. Finn resists that sleep and is thus able to defeat the troublesome spirit that seeks to burn down the home. It was said that great sacrifices had to be made to the favoyri at Samhain, It was also when Tigernmas and his people were slain by the god Kromkrua, while they were offering two-thirds of their produce and even their children to placate these forces of death. However, we might see this in another way. It was not that people were actively making such sacrifices, but that, just as described in the Second Battle of Moitura, the Favoyri were imposing this as a tribute by force. As they wielded powers related to death, any crop destruction or infant mortality was attributed to them and is thus considered these forces taking what is their tribute not as a willing sacrifice but as part of the everyday cycle of life and death no culture was ever sacrificing two-thirds of their own children they would have been suicidal they would never have survived but this figure is comparable to the level of regular infant mortality in ancient societies And so like the winter, the Favoyeri were also killing off the plants with only a few hardy species remaining throughout the winter, as symbols perhaps of immortality, the power to resist the forces of death associated with the cold. This is also the time of the most famous of Irish epics, the Tanbo Culligna, which seems to be a reflection of this same kind of idea. Konhovar is required to give a grand feast every Ikehauna, and invite and feed everyone, for if he does not, then whomever is not fed and sheltered by him at this time will be stricken by some misfortune, and die as a result. This relates to the notion of it being a time of assembly, as suggested earlier, but attaching a specific cult meaning to this so that in some way it is the symbolic act of all the people coming under the divine protection of the king who will drive back the forces of death itself under his protection however despite the great king's power there must still be some explanation for the onset of winter and the domination by these forces of death for a quarter of the year and so it is that Konhlvar represents the divine king Lu proven by the fact that Lu is called Konhovar in the Lauragvala Erin. But he must somehow be prevented from action by some force, for he is unable to re- prevent being overrun by these forces. Now this is explained as the debility of the Ulstermen. Now while the Tan is a legendary tale of heroes, it seems absolutely clear that it reflects a cosmological struggle between forces of life and death or Underworld Gods versus Sky Deities, with Konhovar representing the pinnacle of this celestial order, with Quhulan as one of his foremost champions. Alil and Maeve, who begin their campaign right after the onset of Samhain, the forces of the Underworld, represented by the White Bull, which is stealing the life force of the world, represented by the Dun Bull. Fergus, God of strength and fertility, likewise has his quote-unquote sword, taken away by Alil after he is found sleeping with Maeve. It is very likely that in this dynamic, the powers of Konhovar and his debility is linked to the loss of control of the sun. Konhovar is a figure of celestial order, but this order is strongly tied to the solar cycle. For instance, Konhovar's household at Ewinmacha hosts 365 champions, a solar year, and has 12 beds for the 12 chariot chiefs that form a circle around his own bed which is in the very center of the house, which likely relates not only to the solar months of the year, but the zodiac, whereas he is represented in a position of the celestial order in which all things turn round. When Konhovar rises from the pangs and takes to the fight, this is towards the onset of spring, for the battle was said to last from Samhain to Imbola, and so it is the the Celestial King again, going on the offensive, regaining the solar and the light, and launching an offensive as the power of the sun. But Konhovar should not be confused with the sun. He is the Celestial King, with his red branch, ruddy branch, and twinkling core, that is, sunrise, sunset, and the night sky. He is the totality of Celestial Order, as his house represents. One of the surviving stories dedicated to him has him winning the Vat of Gerg, which held a special liquid called the coal mead, which was to be drunk in vast quantities on Ichhauna, and he won the battle for it by night in the company of Famoirians, which may be taken to be pirates, but might also relate to spirits of the dark. He is the only one to survive the battle in which he is decidedly linked to storm winds. The sun he is not, but a celestial god. The sun is a key part of the celestial order, as well as the power represented by the sky and thus the debility when it is lost. The second battle of Moitura is also initiated at Sawin, and likely does not conclude until spring as well, in my opinion at least. Thus Lug would seem to play the same role in that tale, not as Cuhullan, but as Konhovar for Lugh does not initially engage in the battle, but is held back. Uh, he directs action in the battle signal, and signals its conclusion, just as Conhovar's stirring from his debility brings about the final battle and the victory of Ulster. While it does seem to be a harvest myth, especially given the dialogue between Lu and Balor, specifically referring to the theft of grain and other produce, we might also see it as a winter myth with Balor and the Favoyri taking winter stores of food through rot, rats and other disastrous effects that could see an entire community starve to death just as Cuhullan must protect the cattle from being stolen and so in viewing it this way we could link it also to the tale of Finn McCool now Finn confronts what is arguably some type of fire spirit and Balor has sometimes been likened as such, sometimes even thought as a solar type of deity. But it must be said that in other versions describing Balor, it does not say his eye is inducing flame, but rather it's a poisonous eye. And thus it is the power of corruption, and represents therefore the forces of rot and decay and death. And so it could be likened to fire as in the case of fin cool where there is a fire spirit that is going to burn down the house or p- perhaps burn down the crop stores but it could also be simply the forces of rot decay and death itself the doors of the She were thought to be open during this period and so spirits were able to easily transition between worlds the doors Open probably relates to the forces of death pulling the forces of life into the earth. The doors are likewise opened around Bieltena, for these forces must be brought back out again from the underworld to bring fertility and growth. This is also thought to relate to the pastoral activities of our most ancient ancestors. Cattle would be brought down from the highland pastures around Samhain and brought out again around Bieltena thus following the same cycle as the cosmos. However, at either time there was a great danger of encountering spirits or even deities, and the act of dressing up in costume perhaps relates to this idea. One would dress up in disguise to avoid spirits of the dead which may desire to harm them, but which would also be unable to recognize their intended targets, or would be frightened away or confused by the spectacle. Alternatively, one might dress up as a spirit, uh, and the treats may be symbolic of offerings to the spirits or gods. To discuss the customs actually requires another video, but it should be noted that celebration seems to have involved bonfires, that they were used for purification and also prophecy. The fire had the power to banish evil. Apples and hazelnuts also seem to have played a role, with apple bobbing linked to this since the very ancient times. Apples are a symbol of immortality in the other world, which is also why Chulainn must follow an apple to find the land of Scáth in the wooing of Emmer. There was also possibly a type of torch procession. In the Dindsenchas, it says that Lug led the people of Ireland with a torch for a funeral of his wife, and this may in some way be related. In some accounts, Samhain is also linked to the death of a goddess, Mongfind, That the dead would rise on this night is also portrayed in some surviving old Irish tales. In one, Alil, King of Connacht, promises to well reward the man who is able to tie a loop around the ankle of a man hanging from a tree, on Øyjhána. And this might in fact relate to some type of human sacrifice that was performed at this time of year by hanging people. When this is tried, The dead man speaks, requesting that he be carried and brought to drink water. When this request is fulfilled, however, it releases a great force of death which kills everyone in the house. The writer then warns people against leaving any stray water laying around the home, especially on Ikehalna. To my knowledge, no one has offered an explanation for this tale, but based on my analysis of the birth of Kuhulin, the reason should be clear already to those that watch this video. The water is a medium through which the forces of the underworld can enter into this world. Thus, a great force of death can come through the water into the home. This connection might have arose through an awareness of tainted water that brought plague. It was known that something dwelt within the water which caused it, though invisible to the eye when in the story the dead wished to contact the water so that he could spread his power of death through it also akin to how the water would be contaminated if an actual dead body came into contact with it now we see this same awareness within the persian avesta to the extent that a great portion of the ritual activity had to do with the purity of water and keeping dead things away from contact with it thus water is by default a sacred and pure thing which conveys life but which when contacted with the dead is turned into a medium of death now Sawan is a good time to connect with your deity and with your ancestors i also think there is no harm in participating in halloween as it exists even though it's extremely commercial and sort of silly in many ways but what you should do is try to introduce more traditional customs back into it rather than completely disengaging with the general public and in that way you can teach children you know when they come to your doors or when you're interacting with people at halloween parties or whatever and you can try to reintroduce some of these elements and teach them about its actual tradition because most people are unaware Having a bonfire with your family and friends while making offerings to the flames, including bones and drink, is also a very good idea. I would like to thank my Patreon subscribers, and remind people to check out the Patreon page for content which is not posted here, and to help support the channel. Go ma'git agus marigolni, shas